Welcome everybody, you're on Mind Your Biz, and we have Wade Anthony in the house, and he is running for mayor in Tequila, Georgia. Welcome, Wade. Thank you, Evan. Thank you for having me. Wow, so running for mayor. This is big. Um, have you ever ran for mayor before? Well, actually, I've never ran for any kind of political office. I've always been a political person. I'm always engaged in, in politics, and I have always have that interest. This is the first time I'm running for public office. I've been in different associations where I've ran for different type of and the executive committee and that kind of sort of thing. But this is the first time I'm running for public office. So what made you want to run for mayor? Because this is a very big on-taking. This is a lot of time. This is a full, full, <laughs> extra full-time job. What pushed you? Well, now, you know, now the kids are grown. So I have time to focus on me and the kind of stuff that I want to do. And so it's, it's the right time. There are some issues that I'm concerned with. I have my property, which is not too far from a, 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 a complex they want to bring into the neighborhood. It's I'm about a mile away from this thing they want to bring into the neighborhood called Inland Pass. And the other thing, too, is property taxes. Yeah, property taxes, even though it's not a function of the city, I believe you have to change the mindset of the people. And we the people, this is our government, and we have a right to change things. America is a democracy. It's the greater, greatest democracy. It's the greatest country in history of the world. There's no other country can come close to America, right? right. But it's not perfect because if it was perfect, it would have been heaven. So we have a, a system and the founding fathers laid down a framework. They laid out the federal system, the state system, and the municipality or the local government. And local government is what most of us will engage with. You may have somebody at the federal level, the president may put in a judge and the judge may impact our lives by uh, decisions they make. But our day-to-day -day living, like the sidewalks, the roads and all that stuff is local. And so when, lo when the local municipal government is doing things that impact me, I, I have to complain and I have to raise my voice. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You mentioned that they're looking to bring in this big development. Now, I'm under the impression when you bring in a big development, it brings in, I don't know, a lot of jobs. It brings in money generally, right? They usually get a lot of tax money and it usually lowers the tax burden for the surrounding neighbors. Is that true or that not true? Well, this is the situation in Decula. Decula is a small community. It's a community of 60, approximately 6,500 people. It's a very tiny city. When I talk to my constituents, like I, I spoke to this man who's been in the community for 21 years. And he said, when he moved here 21 years ago, they told him that the, the Kula would never allow apartment buildings to come within, within the city limits. And many of the residents have told me the same thing. It's a small community. It's nice to raise in family. You know, you see the kids outside, they play just like when I grew up, they play outside. I was canvassing on Saturday and some kids saw my car come down inside of the, um, the cul-de-sac and they all just ran. They just left the toys. They were like six-year-old kids and they just all stood together on the sidewalk. And I said, that's cool. These kids, they can be outside. It's a safe place, you know, nice community to raise family and stuff. Apartment complexes, as uh, they have a tendency to bring crime. And when I talked to my constituents, there's a gentleman who told me when he was in Florida, they brought an apartment complex next door to his, his, to, his, to his home. 
Next thing you know, you start having shootings, you start having break-ins. This apartment complex they want to bring into the city of five, of 6,500 people is a 500-unit apartment complex. It is mega. The entire city council rezoned the land, which is right next to people's homes, with our tree-lined homes, our sidewalks, a beautiful community. And they just want to bring in this monstrosity into the community. And the residents are not for it. And so that is why I'm running, because also our property value is going to go down with the um, with that monstrosity in the community. People are going to see their property values go down. They claim it's going to be $1.8 million in, in, in revenue that's going to be a benefit to, this, to the community. But we don't want it. The median household income in the Kula is $85,000. We're just about maybe an hour away, 45 minutes away from Atlanta. Most people work in Atlanta or they work in Gainesville or they work in Athens. This is a bedroom community. So this overdevelopment is not something that we want. So you don't care about the money. You're just like, this is just not good for the neighborhood, period. It's not good for the neighborhood. One of the things they said that's been in the published in the newspaper is that um, they claim there's going to be a, a, um, a commercial or industrial building. And when I said industrial building, why would you want to have an industrial building next to residences? Why would you do that? The money that it's going to bring in is, is not worth it. Plus, you have to understand the other projects that are happening in the state. Like I said, this is a bedroom community. It's a small, tight-knit community. We're about an hour away from Atlanta, about 35 minutes to, um, east of us is Athens, and to the, um, the north, sorry, the northeast is um, Gainesville. The state of Georgia has a project they call the Rowan Project. And the state created a, a foundation. And this foundation is, is going to be based between Atlanta, Athens, and Gainesville. And the Rowan Project will have about 90 research centers within that triangle. It's, it's going to be the focus on medicine. It's going to be focused on the new economy. And the estimated GDP for that is going to be $405 billion. So there is money around, there's money in Georgia. So you don't have to bring that most, monstrous project to our community and to our homes. You know, we don't want crimes. We don't want shootings. This is a nice, safe community. You know, it's just greed. And plus with a 500 humongous apartment complex, they're going to have 61,000 square feet of retail space. And they'll have it right at the intersection of 316, which is a state route, on Harbin's Road, which is already congested. So there's gonna be traffic. Wow. You know? And so we don't we don't want that in our community. Wow. And 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 so yeah. Well I can appreciate that. I mean not a lot of people become dissatisfied with, with their surroundings and then put themselves in front of it. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're putting yourself and you're taking on the fight. How has it been trying to get advocates and supporters around you uh, in this fight? Well, it's been it's been pretty good, you know, when you talk to people, because the, the political forces in this city, they have had this old boy network going on for a long time. The, there's a, a previous councilman who just retired and they he they appointed another guy to the seat. The guy who retired was in the seat for 40 years. I'm wondering, is this Russia? Is this China? Is this North Korea? Years. This is the United States. Wow. This guy's been sitting on the council for 40 years. Wow. And he basically retired, probably most likely, to his health. He's an old man. Can't do the work anymore, right? 
And so this old guard, they need to step aside or they're going to be pushed aside. The current mayor was not elected. He was appointed. The prior mayor, um, James Wilbanks, unfortunately, he, he passed. He passed on. And so there was a, a two to one vote margin in the city council. The, ch the city charter says the mayor, in when you have a vacancy like that, the mayor can be, or if it's a council person, there's, there can be an appointment. So they had a vote. So two out of three people voted for the mayor to be in power. So that's how he's in power. He was on a city, he was a, a city planning commissioner or something like that. Wow. So he was appointed. So this is the first time he's been challenged. The last election we had in, in a municipal election in 2019, 195 people voted out of a city of almost 4,000 who are eligible to vote, 195. And so we have to make our American democracy work. We just can't be sitting back. And so when I go out and I talk to the voters, they now see that there's a, a person who is challenging the people who have been in power. And so people are answering my call. Wow. Now, how are you reaching out to people? Because, you know, I feel like marketing is a very big part of campaigning. I mean, it's the same thing. Uh, how are you reaching the numbers? Because you need volume. You need a volume of people. Even though there's not many people in your locality, you still need a ton of people. Well, yes, I, I, I need people. So I have my vote number. If I believe it or not, if I could get like five, six hundred people to vote for me, I could win. And so I'm targeting to get like probably like around a thousand people to vote for me. And so we're on social media, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we got a website, we just opened up a TikTok account. And so we're hitting hard at social media. And also we're doing canvassing, we're going door to door, knocking on doors, try to get people to, to respond to, to our campaign. And I have a, a former military friend of mine. He's up in uh, Kentucky. And when he saw that I posted that I was running for office, he called and said, hey, buddy, I can make you some um, some yard signs. And I said, I didn't know you do that. I know you build furniture. He, he does that on the side, you know, while he's retired and joined his, his military retirement. And I said, Perry, I didn't know that you did road signs. And he said to me, well, you know, the only thing I can do is raise the dead. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Know, so. That's great that you got some help. Yeah. So... I mean, so many people don't vote at all, even when it comes to president. So I can't imagine the struggle for you to really get people up to to vote for mayor. Well, a lot of it, it, it involves education. For me, I've always been uh, been politi politically motivated, politically active. And you go back to my high school, like I went to high school in the Bronx. I was involved in the Model Congress Club. I was involved in student leadership all through college. I've been part of that editor from high school newspaper. So, and I enjoy talking to people. And it's just talking neighbor to neighbor and, and let people know. Like the guy who told me about the shooting, we used to wave to each other. He walked down the street, he does his walk, he's an older guy. He walks with a piece of stick and he waves his stick. I'll drive my car, or we still say hello, he passed my house. But now I'm voting, I'm running for election. I asked him his name. His name is James, and he tells me about what happened in Florida. And so when I canvass, I talk to my neighbors, and I go into other neighborhoods. I was in this neighborhood um, on Sunday, and this gentleman told me his neighbor called him because the neighbor saw a young lady 
got out of a car, run run up on their, their, their driveway, and opened up his wife's car. She grabbed whatever she grabbed from his wife, and she ran back to the car. And so he told me that story. And that is one of the stories I would tell other residents. You know, you start having break-ins in the neighborhood. We see like an increase in break-ins. And so we need to address those issues. So one of the key things that I do when I talk to my neighbors, in my neighborhood, we have a very mixed neighborhood. We live in Gwinnett County, in the Culey's inside Gwinnett County, Georgia. And Gwinnett County is the most diverse county in the state of Georgia. Yes. So when you have a diverse community, you know, like I was originally born in Antigua in the Caribbean. My next door neighbor, he's retired military. He's from the United States, Virgin Islands. Next to me is this lady. She's a white lady, white woman. She's a retired teacher. And next to her is this guy from the Sudan. Across the street from me is um, a guy from Liberia. And the next guy next to him is, is uh, from Mexico. Wow. And we have these little um, get together in the neighborhood. We play dominoes and we have fun and stuff like that. It's a nice, Dekula is a very lovely place to be. How did you find you know, Dekula? I mean, you've been from Antigua to New York. <laughs> how did you end up there? How, does, how do people end up in these little towns? I always wonder. Well, you know, Antigua is a very small island. It's uh, 10, by, 10 by 12 miles. So I came to the United States many, many, many years ago. I came when Jimmy Carter was still president. Wow. So I arrived in New York City. That's where I grew up. I grew up in the Bronx. And um, later on in my life, um, I had a, a college friend, and she was, like, telling me about Atlanta. Then every other week, somebody knew moved to Atlanta. So I came down here um, 19 years ago. I didn't have any friends. I mean, you knew like one or two people, but not really friends. Friends, And I was working at across from Ground Zero from World Trade Center. I was working at 222 Broadway. And when World Trade Center happened, and I was walking home mad as hell, my whole entire life flashed in front of me about what could have been, what could not have happened and stuff and so forth. And I decided, you know, you got to follow your dreams because I really wanted to move to Atlanta because my college college friends, I helped to move down here. And when I came down here in um, 96, before the Olympics, I fell in love with the city. When I went back up to New York, I got caught up in New York. And I said, you know what? I want to move to Georgia. And so I made a plunge. I didn't have a job. I came down here with, you know, the American dream of be what you can be in this great country of ours. And that's what I did. I came down here without a job. My, my wife at the time, she had, uh, we just had the baby who was born in, uh, in June. And I drove out in New York City on July 4th of 2002. Wow. To look for a job. That's brave. I was willing to do anything that was legal. That's brave. So, yeah. So when I got here, you know, you make new friends. And one of the friends I made is uh, my, my real estate agent. And she's the one who picked the killer. Wow. And I got a really great deal at my house. My house is, is the price now is, is double. It's almost double what I paid for it. So that's the other thing I want to talk about is property taxes. Since I've been here for five years in this house, my property taxes have gone up 44%. Wow. And that is across the board with many other residents in Gwinnett County. And I know that is a county function, but like I believe you have to challenge the system. You got to use the government and you can challenge the system. And I'm going to challenge the county. That is unfair. I called the county this year and I told them, you guys are wicked. You are wicked. 
where the hell do you expect people to get money from in these hard COVID times? And the lady said, well, you know, the sales price for the house, they're going up. I said, but I'm, I'm not selling my house. I'm not selling my house. So how can you justify the 19th century methodology of using the sales price of the house to justify the property tax? She said, well, you can appeal. So I appeal. And when I appeal, they cut me some slack on the, on the house. They kept the land value as the same you know, as, 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 as it is. But then I signed an agreement with them that I will not raise, they will not raise my taxes for three years. Now, changing the mindset, before Christopher Columbus crossed the Atlantic, you were going across land to go to Asia to, 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 to have commerce. And people thought, crossing the Atlantic, you're going to eat my monsters. That was the mentality. You proved them wrong. Look at the big payoff. You have um, Thomas Edison, 10,000 tries. He didn't give up at 5,000 tries. It was 10,000 tries. We would not have this laptop. We would not have all this electronics today because he was determined that there was a, a solution. So you have to change the mindset. The first guys who ran cables across the Atlantic Ocean, the first set of ships they sank is capitalism. You have to change the mindset. And one of the things I say with this crazy methodology that they're using, right now we're in this crazy market where house prices are going up like crazy. And in algebra, they, they taught us what you do on the left side, you got to do on, on the right side, both sides of the equation. What you do on one side, you must do on the other side. Well, this one side of this equation is the sales price for the houses are going to the roof. But you know what's over here? Our salaries. Our salaries are not going up. Right. People don't want to pay people living wages. You're lucky if you get a 3% wage. This is a national problem. This is all yeah, over. So, Wait. Yeah, so we have to start someplace. We have to start someplace. And again, I say you have to change the mindset. Now, Gwinnett County collects something like $1.5 billion in, in, in property taxes. In the country, all the, the municipalities collect about half a trillion dollars a year in property taxes. I'm not saying that we shouldn't pay taxes. Yes, we have to pay taxes. We want to pay taxes that's fair. Is it fair that a person who bought his house in 1970, now you're going to bring in this big development and you're driving up prices and now they're going to have to sell their property and go someplace? Now where are they going to go? So that's those are my two things that I'm, I'm, I'm running on. So I thought, let's say your house doubles in value. I thought the increased tax burden goes on to the new buyer, not to the person that still owns the house. You see, that may be like a state-to-state -state thing, because I was talking to this gentleman in North Carolina, and it seems like they have that type of setup. But, you know, something like that can be done here. And so I'm trying to wrap my mind around this problem, and I'm going to bring it to the, the county. Like I said, this is a county function, and I'll work with the county to adjust or uh, stabilize the property taxes. It needs to be stabilized. That's the easiest way to do it. A young couple across the street from me, if they're in here for 30 years, even five years, my property taxes have gone up by um, 44%. What's going to happen in 30 years? That is not sustainable. You are getting into people's pockets and you're taking every dime that they have. They want to support their children. They got to pay for college. People are going to move out and that's going to go where? Somewhere more affordable. There's this article this week. There's this article this week in LinkedIn that because there's a housing shortage, and I read someplace else, it's going to last about 10 years. You have a shortage of labor, materials have gone up, et cetera, right? So 
people can't afford to buy new homes. My realtor was telling me she had a client who was willing to pay 30 grand more than the asking price. That client lost that home. My buddy in Raleigh, North Carolina was going to buy a house for $500,000. He lost that home and that home was sold for 1.5 million. Now, the article I read on LinkedIn yesterday, it said because there's a shortage in, in houses, first time home buyers now are renting. And so now that has created another problem. There's a shortage in, in apartments. And what that is doing is driving up the prices. So depending upon whatever city you're in, you're, you're going to pay anywhere from 10 to 15% extra for an apartment. Yep. So where are we going to go? You know, people write to me all the time and say, hey, we could buy a house from you. And then after I sell in my house, where am I going to live? Right. So people don't have anywhere to move. No, nah, it's terrible. You know, What's we want to stay on? here in the United States. And inflation is yeah. going up, I believe, by 8%. And the average salary increase is only 4%. So like you said, it's just not evening out. It's, there's something going on that's, that has to be changed. Right. So as a, as a citizen... We have to take action. If the people who are comfortable with 195 people voting out of 4,000, now they have to work. They're going to have to work to keep their job. And one of the good things about me, I'm very opinionated. Nobody owns me. It's a good thing that I got into politics this late. I'm not corrupted. I'm a very honest man. And I shoot from the hip. And the people will see that. I'm not part of the old buddy-buddy system. So I, I'm here to challenge, to challenge the system, buck the system in a good way. Right. And sometimes you just need some, some change. Uh, when the world is changing around you, you got to change your policies. You got to adapt. And sometimes you need some new blood. Yes, yes, sir. Because you think about it. When um, you had um, the one computer, right? When the, and the, the keyboard were, were fixed. That was the mindset. You got to have the key. I remember like, Back in the 90s, you're doing like an application like Lotus or WordPerfect. You had to remember all these DOS commands, Shift F6, Shift F8, Control Plus, this, whatever. And today, Apple has always been, it has to be intuitive. It has to be ease of use. And so on your digital devices, your mobile devices, you're using expressions. And it's much more easy to, to click on an icon. So... That is, a, that, that is part of the change. Now, look at Apple. Everybody said, yeah, Apple was going to... Uh, I think somebody quoted Gates and saying, well, Apple never amounted to anything. That was the first company to, to, to reach a, a trillion-dollar valuation. So, and a great innovator, Steve Jobs, great American. You just have to keep, keep on thinking and, and trying different things. Wow. Well, clearly, you're an intelligent guy. You care about the people. You care about maintaining the great neighborhood that you live in. You just got to keep getting the word out, it seems. So where can people read up on you and maybe your policy and, and some of the things you stand for so we can throw it out there? Okay, my website is, my name is uh, org. Excellent. So that's the easiest way. They yeah, can so they could go to my website. They can go to my website. They can read my, my, my mission, my vision. Um, they could get other links to my social media sites. And they could engage me in, on Twitter or uh, Facebook or Instagram. I can vouch for Wade's old neighborhood in the Bronx. If he got through the Bronx, <laughs> he can get through anything. <laughs> That's right. 
I, I, I tell people that all the time. I went to Theodore Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt High School in the Bronx. Yeah. Which was pretty rough, oh, yeah. pretty tough. If you made it through you know, that. I never got myself caught up. I've seen some things in the Bronx. You know, it was a, it was a rough place. In fact, when I went to Roosevelt, people told my mom, your son is, your son is going to go to jail. Never happened. I, I went to I, I went in a different path. I have a my my own mind. Right. I remember like one night I was hanging out with some guys from my high school on the Grand Concourse around Tremont and the Grand Concourse, and they had a maybe it's like a a, a twelve inch long blade screwdriver, and I said, "What are you guys going to do with that screwdriver?" And they said, "We're going to pop open the um, parking parking meters and take out the coins." And I look, okay, I got to separate myself from that group because the parents I have, I could not be calling them from the police station to come to come get me. That so, punishment so was greater than to, jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had to, you know, I stayed on the, on, the, on the straight and narrow. And I always say nobody could lead me astray. Um, I have my own mind. I, I've had some good friends, a very good friend of mine, and when I tell people about him, they say, that's not your friend. That's your father. He's four years older than I am. We grew up next to each other back on the island. And so by the time I got here, he was already here. And he was always, look out for me. He was a big brother. This is a guy who taught me how to ride a bicycle, taught me how to drive a car. He's always been there for me. And even as a kid, if he was going to go to hell and I was with him, my parents were good with that because the devil could not do me anything. Wow. You know, yeah, he's he's a he, he's a true brother, like a, like a father figure to me. That's great. And so I've always had people like that in my life. And I come from a very big family on WhatsApp. My family chat on the Anthony side, we have a chat that has about 150. Oh, people. wow. Yeah. You should we move call it to, the Anthony Nation. <laughs> move them over to Decula so they can all vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, when's the um, the primary? When when is the voting day? Okay, so there's no primary, just me and the opponent. Okay. Early voting starts this month, October 12th to October 29th. Okay. At City Hall, people go to City Hall to vote. You don't go to the activity center. You're gonna go to City Hall, the, the, to uh, the Kewler City Hall on Harbin's Road. That's where you're gonna go to vote. The election is November 2nd, the first Tuesday in November is the actual election. Wow. But early voting, you can go and vote at the at Harbin's Road, at the City Hall. Excellent. Well, Wade, uh, I wish you a whole lot of luck. You, you, you seem like a genuine guy that really wants to help. And you, you've dedicated a lot of your life to service. I've read up on your background and all the fundraising you've done for a lot of great causes. So at the very Thank least, uh, people really should check out your platform and give you a real uh, ear to, to, to what you're trying to push and what you're trying to help in your community. Right. And also, if they could help um, with uh, donations, uh, well, donations are welcome. Donations are welcome. We also have, um, you go to my website, uh, wadeanthony.org. There's also a link for a, a store. We've opened up a store that people could purchase merchandise to help support the campaign. And, you know, the campaign laws are very strict. All the money we spend on, on the campaign, it has to be accounted, it has to be reported to the state, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's really some really strict laws, you know. And so whatever help people can provide, they could pass around the website. If they have friends in Georgia, they have friends in the Cula, just get the word around. 
Yeah, people, it's it. not just in the community. Remember, if you're in Georgia and people, you know, in your community won over, it will affect yours. So it's in your interest. Exactly. Exactly. It's in everybody's interest. Absolutely. Because what some of these, um, you know, politicians hope is that people don't vote and they stay in power, like the one guy who's in power for 40 years and the mayor was appointed. And that kind of stuff happened. Now, these guys are making decisions that are impacting our lives. And most people, well, more so in the presidential elections, people get caught up in the presidential elections. But the president doesn't really impact your life as much on a day-to-day -day basis as your local and municipal elections. That is true. It so all people starts should, there. people should really participate and get involved. Like, I've met other candidates, and this one candidate was telling me, this lady said, I'm not going to vote for you. And she said, that's fine, because the lady is violating a whole bunch of code in that municipality. And so my friend was telling her, no, you can't have all this crap on your front lawn. You can't park your car on your grass. You can't have all this trash. And so she was upset. She said, like, I'm not going to vote for you. And it's fine if you don't want to vote for me, but at least participate. Right. With all the problems we have in the United States, people, this is the greatest country ever in the history of humankind, hands down. Yes. We were handed the greatest country, and we have to fix it, maintain it, and deal with each other, each other in a civil manner. I met my opponent. I go to City Hall, and he welcomed me into City Hall. He's on one side, and my, I am on another side. He addressed me, Mr. Anthony, and I addressed him by his name, Mr. King. This is not about being enemies. Right now, I attack his policies, and I haven't seen he attacking mine because I don't have any public policies. But at the end of the day, we all live in the state of Georgia. We all live in the city of Tequila. We live in the in Gwinnett County. The 405 billion that the state, the GDP that the state es estimate that will be generating, we are part of that. Georgia has started, has gotten into the, um, the movie and gaming business by offering tax credits for out of state um, filmmakers to come into Georgia. We have seen annually about $5 billion a year in revenue stream that we have never had. You know, I love this state. That's why I moved here. I bought a house here because I love this community and I want to see it thrive. I just don't want to see it, it goes down, down the hill and people are here. They, they're, 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 um, you have to work two and three jobs to meet their, their tax bill and life just becomes hard. Right. Well, and this is a great country. And so it is indeed. Well, Wade, uh, Mr. Wade Anthony, I wish you a whole lot of luck. And thank you. People should vote. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Hey, you're quite welcome. Good luck. All right. Thank and you. Thank you for letting us mind your biz. All right. Cool. Take care, Mr. Anthony. All right. Thank you. You too.